Welcome to another episode of the Power of Country Day Story. Our guest today is our Director of Diversity Planning, Mr. Brian Wise. Mr. Wise has been at Country Day for 25 years, uh, and he has recently been chosen for our 2022-2023 Alumnus of the Year Award. Uh, Mr. Wise, appreciate you joining me today, and congrats on that award. Thank you so much, Mr. Whitman. Uh, it's truly an honor. Um, looking forward to that celebration. Um, don't know if I deserve it, but um, nonetheless, um, I'm happy to be receiving it just because of the community that Country Day is. Well, I, I can tell you from advancement, there's a, there are very thorough conversations and uh, nominations, so I, I I truly believe you should feel good about it because there's a lot of good people in your company. So, congrats. Um, you know, I'm excited to talk with you today about your journey here at Country Day, the countless students and alumni that you have inspired, and of course, uh, of course, the work that you do on a daily basis uh, in the Office of Diversity Planning. Uh, but first, I do want to I do want to take a, a minute um, before we get into this to talk about the big party coming up here, April 20. Uh, eighth, uh, you and I talked about were the alumni alumni weekend and doing our BIPOC alumni reunion Friday night, April twenty eighth at seven o'clock. We're working on a location now, but it will be off campus and it will be a great spot. Um, kudos to uh, Kendall Addison and um, Jocelyn Purdy for taking the lead on the planning, uh, which she's doing an awesome job, by the way. But um, you know, I you and I a, talked about. Yeah, you know, I was going to say. I hope a hope a bunch of BIPOC alumni come up. Yeah. this particular event yeah. i think it's going to be something special so yeah and that's what i wanted to be the first to talk about. before we dive into this conversation about your story i wanted to really make this you know known that this is happening on on this podcast and they'll receive other communications but i do want you to talk a little bit about the summit opportunity that you and i spoke about and, and making this obviously a, a social event for all uh bipoc alumni no matter if you're a reunion year or not it's for all bipoc alums but um Talk a little bit about the the summit idea that you had that we're going to kind of partner with this event for. Well, you know, first of all, I hope, as I mentioned just moments ago, that a bunch of BIPOC alumni consider coming out to this particular event. Yeah. Um, really want to get um, BIPOC alum connected back to Charlotte Country Day School. Um, the idea of a summit is, is real simple, that um, a few years ago, we began a listening process to really solicit the input, the feedback, um, the experiences, some of the histories that we heard from BIPOC alum. We began those listening sessions. Um, we took that information and, and synthesized that information. And, and as a result, I think this organization of a BIPOC committee of the Alumni Association was a result of that. And we want to continue to build on that. So I just want to just let everyone know that the listening has not stopped. Yeah. And we want to continue that. So the idea of the summit is, hey, I know you're going to come out. We're going to have a good time. You want to socialize, but hey, let's talk as well. Let's let's create the opportunity to keep the dialogue moving. And, you know, what matters to alumni in general, but BIPOC alumni especially is of interest um, to me and to my office and to Country Day. And the thought of just meeting for a period of time before the socialization happens I don't know. What do you think? Should it be before the socialization or after the socialization? <laughs> know, we talked about that. I, so maybe we'll we could really have some good conversation. I can tell yeah, you that. But. We'll have some, but to just really bring people together, give folks an opportunity to connect, yeah, um, to share what they're doing, um, to build community again, and then just to listen, just to say, hey, what can we be doing to ensure that we are 
um, building that relationship and sustaining that relationship yeah. between alums and the country. Awesome. And I know we're going to want to do one in New York, too. So yeah. uh, be, if you're listening from up there, be on the lookout. Uh, but kudos to Eric Law, class of 76, and Rodney James of 96, um, and you as well, obviously, Brian, that allow me to be a partner in this and, and planning it to uh, make it very impactful. So well, cool. I wanted to mention that first so people heard about it. But uh, now let's let's get on um, to you and your story. Let's take it back and talk a little bit about your start here at Country Day and maybe even your, your journey before. I think when teachers and coaches have been here for a good amount of time, maybe some of the current alum or recent alums you know, lose the perspective of the, the original journey and, and how you got here at Country Day and your first several years. Yeah, well, you know, my journey to Country Day is pretty interesting. Um, I might be, uh, if I'm bold enough to share that uh, I had no idea, had no desire necessarily, no thought to be at Charlotte Country Day. It sort of happened in a, in a unique kind of way. Just moved to Charlotte, maybe had been here for several months, newly married, and um, was doing consulting. In my previous life, I was an organizational development consultant. So we were doing things such as diversity, work with organizations, we did group dynamics, we did conflict resolution. And I just happened to be working um, on a committee here in Charlotte that included some people from Charlotte Mecklenburg schools. And um, they knew of my work, they knew of some of the things I had been doing, and they said, hey, Charlotte Country Day School is beginning a diversity initiative. Maybe you should contact them and see if you can help them or see if um, anything that they're doing might be of value to the work that you're doing. And so I gave Margaret Gregg a cold call and said, hey, I'm Brian Wise. I do this kind of work, and I hear that you're beginning a diversity initiative. I'd love to just meet with you and just get a sense of what approach that you're going to take. And um, she agreed to meet with me. We met one time, and then she invited me back to meet again. And after about three conversations, she said, you know what, Brian, I, you're a pretty interesting guy. Uh, we'd like to talk to you about maybe joining our community. And, um, and I said, well, I'm flattered, Miss Gregg, but, um, you know, i got plenty of work to do. Um, I'm happy to support the school as a consultant and in her wisdom. She actually said, no, we think we'd like you to come on board. And um, so I agreed to come on board as uh, Country Day's sort of first official um, director of diversity. And uh, so goes my consulting practice. It died that day. Oh, man. That's really cool. I mean, what a, what a cool story on that. And um, hopefully after 25 years, that was a good decision. Really good decision. <laughs> you know, um, you talk about the alumni uh, recognition next week. Uh, there's one person's name I have to mention, and uh, maybe alums know this individual, but Erica Deshays. Mm. You know, at Country Day, no, no matter what your experience is, uh, no other, no matter what you're bringing to the community, they always assign you a mentor. And Erica Deshays was my mentor. And um, she said, Brian, well, how long do you think you're going to be around at Country Day? I said, two to three years max. Uh, wow. Tops. And, wow. Uh, and uh, she said, uh, we'll see. She said, let me tell you something. Uh, if your child ever starts school here, you'll never leave. And now we're talking 25 wow. years later, and we still chuckle about that comment that she made. So um, she was pretty astute. Goodness. Uh, well, dive into those first couple of years. How, what, what all, what all worked? Um, how'd you got going on? Well, you know, I think one of the things that um, – 
probably interested uh, the school and particularly the board was this idea that diversity um, and diversity work and diversity planning, particularly within organizations, um, is not about the numbers wholly. Okay. I think one of the things that they tasked me to do was to bring uh, X number of students into the school. And for me, um, that's not the best approach to do this kind of work. Um, you can bring all kinds of people in, but the question is, what kind of experience will they have when they get here? And one of the things I was able to uh, share with um, the head of school at that time and the board of trustees was that, let's think about who Country Day is. Where was Country Day at that point in its history? What were its goals? So the early years was about who we are as a community. How did we understand what diversity really meant to Charlotte Country Day School? So essentially, the first few years was really about understanding who we are as a community. And if we were not that diverse or not as diverse as we had hoped to be, let's answer the question as to why. And then to define what diversity actually means to us, um, because that's going to play a big role in the way that we treat whomever those individuals are when we bring them to the country. So the work of the first early years was really about who we are as a community, how we understood the diversity, um, and the work is really about us becoming aware of ourselves and how we define community. I'm going to shift this next question to get around what you just what you just said. And, and as you began on that journey, and you can answer this in other memories too, uh, whether it's about your daughter or whatever, but what are your, some of your favorite memories on campus? And I'm thinking about just kind of like that, that after that conversation and in those first several years of work, I mean, impactful, new things were happening. Anything stick out? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of things. I yeah. think I think everything at Country Day begins with the idea of relationship. Yeah. It begins about connections. It begins with community. So when I think about those early years, I think about a couple of things. Um, some of the families, particularly families of color, that committed to investing in Charlotte Country Day School. So the establishment of POCUS, people of color in independent schools, was huge. I think we started that a year after we began, and several families just came together and said, you know what? We believe in Charlotte Country Day School. We are committing our children to this particular school. And as such, we are going to support the school to become better at diversity. So the fact that several families of color actually came together and said, we're going to be on this journey with you, Brian, as you're trying to build a more diverse school was highly encouraging, right? So that's number one, the establishment of POCUS. The other thing in the early years, when I talked about this idea of really understanding who we are as a community, one of the things I loved about Country Day, and it's still true today, is that Country Day is a place where I think everybody wants to be better at what they do and at their practice. So there was an early commitment by the school and the faculty to do professional development about this work. And so the idea that the community says, we're going to take some time to understand how we define diversity, what we mean by diversity, what we want to build around it and committing to professional development. Um, I remember us uh, doing seed groups, and doing that, which stands for Seeking Educational Equity and Diversity, and committing to that particular process as a means to offer professional development um, for our faculty. And I remember some of our first seed groups, I don't know, some alums may remember a very popular middle school PE teacher named Dorcas Zizo. Mm -hmm. who, she was on campus today. 
Was she on I, campus? Or yesterday, I saw her walking across. Yeah. She was one of my early partners. Oh, yeah. so here it is, a white woman from England with yeah. a British accent, partnering with me, getting trained in seeking educational diversity and then leading diversity workshops. Very special, man. Um, very powerful, strong voice, as you know. Mm -hmm. But to have individuals like that committing to this work um, is one of the fond memories I have. That's really cool. Well, let's, you know, let's dive into these past several years um, and, and get into the DEIB work that you and your office have been working hard on and, um, you know, maybe provide some insight on that origin. But, and, and I'm sure it just stemmed from that previous work, right? People think it just started, but it's been, been worked on for years. But, you know, these last last several years, you know, I want our community to hear from you, the work that you have been doing uh, in the works that, that, that is to come uh, and how the uh, events in our society affected you, your office, and our school community. Well, that's a loaded question. Very Drew. loaded. It's a lot to unpack there, yeah. but what, here's what I will say. It's not about me. It's not necessarily about my office. I think our approach has always been that the work of diversity is a community-wide yeah. effort, right? And so from the very beginning, we've always... Um, said that if this is going to be successful, everybody has to play a role and play a part. So the, the example that we use out of my office is that if the diversity officer, a person like me, or even the associate director are doing all the work, the only muscles that are being exercised are our own. So the work actually has to happen with the individual. So we continue to do that. That's always been our process. That's been the commitment. Um, but when you think about the building process of that, um, I think about initiatives um, at every level of the school, whether if we look at the lower school and what it's grown to, their commitment to professional development over the last 10 years is unparalleled. Um, they're just doing constant work on diversity, equity, inclusion, what it means to their practice and how they're doing that in their classroom. So lower school just created um, a framework called the SEL, DEIB framework social emotional learning as well as the diversity equity um, and inclusion belonging framework where there's actual uh, benchmarks that they hope every student achieves um, by grade level um, that they we want students to have we're very proud of that you think about the middle school and its eight-year history of producing and supporting a middle school diversity conference called the act conference affirming community together where we bring middle schoolers from um, all the independent schools in the, in the city together um, and have a one-day uh, conference that's led by seat, uh, upper school students who are trained in this work to facilitate these kinds of discussions. And then in the upper school, we've had the diversity awareness forums uh, that are student-led conversations that take place two or three times a week, um, beginning most often in October and ending by March. Uh, again, students having these dialogues with one another um, these forums are led by our affinity groups, um, groups that we have where students have a shared experience and shared affinity around their identity, leading discussions that matter to them. Those are the things that are that we're most uh, proud of. You know, as it relates to <clears throat> what's been happening in our country, um, we are not immune to the dynamics of, of our country, um, and I think that you know, if I'm being very transparent and fair that, you know, we experience some of the same problems and issues at Country Day that our community faces. So, you know, we are not a perfect organization. Um, times, times there are 
students within our community that uh, push the, the envelope in the sense of what it means to be respectful to one another. Um, harsh words have been used in our community. Um, sometimes there's been some demeaning statements made. Um, but what I ask our parents in particular, our students to think about is, you know, what do we do in those instances? How do we rally around someone that's been traumatized by a particular comment? And I think that we've gotten better each year in terms of understanding what it means to support a kid, particularly a kid that may um, come from a marginalized group um, here at Country Day. So I know that sounds vague in certain kinds of ways, but the thing that I'm most proud of is the way that we try to rally around building the kind of community that we want. So another indication of that, and this is what we're trying to live every day, was the establishment of our affirmation of community in 2007. And that's our high mark, that's our benchmark. Those are the things that we're striving for in terms of building community. So we measure ourselves against that. We create programs around that particular standard. Um, and, it's, and it's an ideal, but it's something that is a continual journey. And we know that we're always learning and growing. So, you know, the thing that um, we can say, and I've been around the country doing this work in at different schools, one thing that I can say about Country Day is that the level of support and commitment to resources to ensure that we're growing and learning is always there, and it's not the same in every school mm. and in every place. Yeah, well, I appreciate your your transparency there. I know that was a loaded question, and um, and but your authenticity and genuine answer, because uh, I know it, it that was off the cuff, and I appreciate that. That wasn't planned. That was that was organic, and I appreciate that. And that's what I want this to be about. I want this to to have a little bit of that feel of what the summit is, it's real. Um, you know, and for my position, I, I just I want to pro help and provide those because, um, like you said, it's it's very well put. Thank you for well, changing my question from the focus of your office into the focus of our school because that really is the importance of it. It's, it's not that you guys are um, the ones that are doing all the work by yourselves and it should never be that way, but it's people like us in here and then the school that are, are trusting in the work that you're doing to help support us. And I, and I believe in giving concrete examples. I yeah. don't know what alum are going to be listening to. If you think about some of our affinity groups, yeah. we have a black student union. We have an Asian affinity group. We have a group for uh, Latinos and Hispanics, right? Um, think about our black student union. The advisors of the black student union, one is Mr. Stacy, the African-American male. But the other advisor is Laura Trojan, mm -hmm. a white female math teacher. You know what? And the students chose her. Oh, wow. So the fact that students of color can choose a trusted adult within our community, a white female that's not of that affinity, talks about the spirit of this community. That's one, students trust her enough yeah. to be able to bring her into her space, right? And two, that she's willing and understands what affinity is to be able to be supportive of students of color. That's the kind of thing that's special at Country Day School, that you can have those two things exist in the same space. Um, and I think that that's what makes us different. The reason I agreed to do this, Drew, I didn't, we didn't talk about this before, yeah. is because I really wanted to use this as an opportunity to say to alumni, we need you. Yes. If you, particularly alumni of color, if you understood what your experience was at Country Day, you might have some feelings about what those experiences were. They might be positive, they might be negative. But I hope that we prick something and you sort of say, hey, you have an opportunity to help the students that are here now yeah. 
And even if it's to say, I don't want them to experience the things that I experienced, then let us know about that. Let's talk. Come to the summit. Yeah. Talk about those things. Help us how, you know, let us know how we can become better so that we can create the most inclusive and welcoming experience for all of our students today. Yeah. And, and allow you to share the good stuff that's happening yeah. on campus, but also an opportunity for us to listen and not overlook yeah. the yeah. bad things that happen, yeah. right? And I think a lot of times those bad, and, and for the right reasons at times, the bad experiences override and they're louder. And I, there's no, it should happen, right? But the work that, that goes on on a daily basis to the example of Ms. Trojan, it, let's let's keep sharing those good things yeah. and listen to those and learn from those but we can't do it without the support and there's so yeah and there's so many things that i can even think about yeah. you know even at the alumni the daf alumni breakfast that we had me sharing yeah. that we had the most diverse cohort hiring cohort that we've had in in years so we've hired more diversity faculty of color this year than we ever have at the school that we're experiencing the highest number of students of color at the school in the school's history those are all things to celebrate, but you know we don't talk about it that often. We yeah. just do it, um, and then we need to do better at sharing yeah. you know, those types of accomplishments. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's where I wanted to finish up is to circle back to the BIPOC alumni reunion and um, just you know again that the folks that are helping and planning, um, you know we just energy mirrors energy, and we want to bring as many people there to celebrate each other, our school, but. To your point, Mr. Wise, celebrate the work that is being done and that needs to be done. And, and it doesn't happen without people talking about it and sharing and being there, right? And our best ability is our availability. So, I love um, that. I love that. You know, just drop a little something on you right there. Yeah. But I think <laughs> um, and I, that, that goes for a lot of things, but for this, it really does. And for me, I just want to be available to help and support in this. And I appreciate you allowing me to do it. Um, and appreciate you coming on here to uh, to one. Let's not forget to celebrate your your award coming up. Um, but I knew you would want to talk about the work you're being done, not just talk about yourself. <laughs> uh, I don't like talking about myself, but I like yeah. talking about the us. Not there you the, go. Not the I. And again, uh, you know, hopefully, alumni, we want you to know. Particularly, the only thing I will say is that your voice matters. Your experience matters to me. It matters to my office, and it matters to us as a school. So bring it and we're, we're big enough to, to deal with the good the bad and the ugly love it which happens to be one of my favorite ones. there you go <laughs> love it well appreciate you coming on man congrats again on the award and uh come on folks let's get together on april 28th come on what's going to be big uh,